I've cooked in some of New York City's finest restaurants. I've worked next to some people that were tattooed from their eyeballs to their toes. I've traveled all over the world and eaten some of the best food ever. I want to thank you so much for tuning into our podcast called Cooking in the Catskills. I am your host, Brett August. We're going to have some amazing stories from some of Catskills' finest chefs, from some of the chefs that I've worked with that are inspiring me to become who I am. We're going to have some amazing stories from our family members that grew up in the Catskills from when they were little kids. And we're going to have the best time ever. Chef Matt Ranaletta, how are you today? I'm well, Brett. How are you? Welcome to Cooking in the Catskills. Thank you so much for being on our podcast this year. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Chef, you are running one of the best restaurants in Sullivan County right now. This beautiful 55-acre restaurant spa nestled in the Catskills. Look at over this outrageous lake, and you're the talk of the town. Tell me, first of all, Right off the bat, how did you even end up in the Catskills? So uh, I'm actually from Rochester, New York, and a gentleman who I used to work with at a country club back there was a sous chef at the DeBruce. This is back in the summer of 2019, and I ended up staging at the DeBruce back then, and I really liked it, and I ended up working there for a while until I was asked to take over at Canosa Hall. And I just really was inspired creatively and culinarily from just the the beautiful surroundings of the area is what really uh, captivated me when I first came down here. And it's been awesome ever since. Well, I'm inspired by your food. I'm probably twice your age. And every time I eat your food, I come home and I tell my wife, I feel like I was just in Paris. Your food is amazing. Your gnocchis are great. I, you know, I wonder, you know, as I talk to chefs and I learn more about them, I always like to know, did you learn how to cook with your mom or did you go to culinary school or is family a really important part of your culinary history? Fill me in on that. Yeah, absolutely. They are. Um, so I was very lucky to have a mother who is an excellent cook. And also my, both my grandmothers are excellent cooks as well. Um, so I've just grown up my whole life around good food and good cooking and, and, uh, chefs that really cared about what they were putting on the plates and it was kind of funny when I was younger I just assumed everybody's mother was a good cook and <laughs> not the case but uh um but absolutely uh especially my mother has been instrumental in inspiring me to well to to pursue cooking professionally in the first place and as well as um a continuing inspiration to keep pushing myself to be better but I do find some of my best dishes and best ideas uh, are rooted in culinary memories from my childhood. So that's definitely influenced my my career and the choices I make in terms of the menu. It seems the best chefs do have some type of you know culinary background, cooking with their mom or their dad or their grandmother. It seems to where they bring so much love into the food from those great memories, cooking with their parents. It's it's really wonderful. I love the vibe. You think that uh, the, the gnocchis that I'm eating from you, is that something that is a childhood memory as well? or Somewhat. So so 
I was raised in a very Italian-American household, um, so we had gnocchi a lot, but they were the Italian-style gnocchi, which is different than what we're serving at Canoza Hall right now. So what we do, French-style gnocchi, a Parisian-style gnocchi, which differs from Italian-style gnocchis in a couple of ways. One, um, most people are familiar that Italian gnocchis are made from a potato-based dough, uh, which gives them their density and hardiness, whereas French gnocchis are made from a pâte dough, the same dough that you would make, like, eclairs or cream puffs out of that dough is boiled so the difference in, t in texture and density is is a lot so french gnocchis are a lot lighter um they're more like clouds and um, but yeah we definitely had gnocchis around but this is a whole different style yours are the best i i told you and i'll always tell you uh wife and i traveled to France, you know, once a year, and we try to go to where we're eating Michelin-rated food, and you know, gnocchis are all over. And yours are, and I've told you this, and you know, no, no bullshit. When I'm eating your food, I feel like I'm in Paris. It's that the, the gnocchis, the foie gras, it's it's uh, it's it's quite tremendous what you're doing at your age with uh, the culinary knowledge. It's it's tremendous. It's uh, it's quite uh, it's quite phenomenal. Tell me what your what your goals are. What do you want to achieve? Are you at Canosa Hall now? Uh, but sky's the limit for you, right? I mean, uh, are you going to be part of the the Foster Project and run all of their places? Are you going to stay in the Catskills, or are you going to open up your own place? I mean, what are your goals? What are your dreams, actually? I mean, honestly, right now, right now, I'm actually. Uh very, very happy where I am because I'm, I'm lucky enough to be uh, doing this excellent food in an, in an excellent location. And I have a really, really awesome team with me in the kitchen. So I feel very fortunate uh, to be where I'm at right now. The company's been great to me. So I'm, I'm very content where I am right now, but I do have long-term aspirations to perhaps someday open up my own restaurant. But totally, at this totally. point, I feel- You should, you're a badass. At, at, uh, at this point, I feel though I, I still have so much more to learn. So I feel like uh, that's a much long-term goal down the road. You know, I, I still feel as though I can better myself. And I have a really good opportunity to do so here in the Catskills. So I'm not going to try to rock the boat too much. I have a good thing going for me. Cool. Really cool. And I, I hope you stay forever because it's my favorite restaurant to eat right now. Um, and you inspire me. I'm from sous vide pork, you know, and all of a sudden I have a sous vide machine and I'm trying to do this. These things are great. I, I love eating your food. And what I'm going to ask you next is probably a question that I think a lot of people are wondering is right now on the menu that you got going out, Valentine's Day is coming up. What's your favorite thing on the menu? What do you really love making that's on the menu right now you enjoy the most? Well, the gnocchis that we talked about, are I really enjoy those. Um, but I think one of my favorite dishes currently is our um, Chilean sea bass dish. Um, it's inspired by the flavors of a classic bouillabaisse, which is like a seafood, a, a French seafood stew flavored with saffron and tomato and white wine. Um, and what we're doing is we are, we have this really, really, really beautiful Chilean sea bass that we glaze and there's really flavorful red wine marinade. So it renders the flesh this beautiful red color. And then that's served with a sauce 
that encapsulates the flavors of a bouillabaisse. So saffron, fennel, uh, tomato, white wine, garlic. Then we garnish it with an almost tapenade-esque uh, condiment made from olives and shallot confit. It's just super, super flavorful. And then when you slice into the fish, you have this beautiful color contrast between the, the moist, juicy, buttery flesh of the, of the sea bass and the red exterior. Um, so, it's, so not only is it visually stunning, but it's also extremely delicious and flavorful. So much, my God, my mouth is watering right now just listening to that. I really like that dish a lot. We also, one of the newer additions to our menu is we have this beautiful bone-in ribeye steak. It's super delicious. The marbling is beautiful, and it's an, just an enormous cut. So we, I uh, break it, break the whole rib roast down in the restaurant, and we do it to the width of each rib bone. So you're getting a steak that's close to two pounds. It's just enormous and it's delicious. We season it with, we make a powder out of habanada peppers um, and we use that as a seasoning on all of our ribeye steaks and it's adds a unique sweet smokiness to it. And it's just served with the classic pearl onions simmered in balsamic and topped with this really sweet gorgonzola. So it's all those rich, rich flavors which are perfect for the winter time in a very dramatic presentation. Uh, with some unexpected nuances like the habanada. God, how do you learn all this? I, I mean, it's your culinary skill and level is phenomenal. It's I suggest everybody to get to the Inakinosa Hall for Valentine's Day. I know we'll be there. Um, as you know, I try to eat there a couple times a month. Where, as far as culinary school, did you go? Because I know you, you, you know, you learned from your mom and at these great places, but did you actually go to culinary school? Uh, I did. I went to CIA for, for, a, for one year. Um, I'm not a graduate of, of CIA, but I did go, go for a year uh, right out of high school. But most of my training has just been practical training from real-world experiences. I mean, I, I, I place tremendous value on, on all of the uh, skills I, I did develop while at CIA, but honestly – there's no substitution for just having, I've been lucky enough to have really great mentors and really great chefs that I've worked under over my career. And I attribute that mostly to where I get my skill set and creativity level is I've been really lucky to work with some great chefs. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It shows sky's the limit for you, man. It's totally sky's the limit. I love talking to you. I love eating your food. I love learning from you. The whole Noki thing is amazing to me. I grew up with the Italian version. Then I speak to you and you taught me this. Um, we're lucky to have you here in Sullivan County in the Catskills. I hope you stay here forever and eventually open up restaurants and spas and hotels and never leave here because that's how much i enjoy talking to you learning from you and eating your food um chef matt ronaletta the executive chef at the inaconosa hall i want to ask you one more question and then i'm going to let you go sure how many hours a week you working uh it depends really on the week i've been trying to give myself more time off uh now because i can take advantage of the slight slightly sl slower season but you know probably about 50 50 hours a week i'd say yeah it's more in the summertime but it's but you know there's a lot more action in the summer so it's i got the adrenaline pumping through me all summer long god bless you 
Totally. You're busting your ass. You're there 55 hours is a good week. Uh, most of the time you're there and you're humping 60 hours or so. Sometimes you're there. You're there all the time. I see you. And it's great. And that's what great chefs do. They're in their kitchens all the time. They're overseeing your kitchen spotless. Your sous chefs are really great. You have a great team. The front of the house is great. The managers are great. The bartender makes a, a great cocktail. That cucumber cocktail, right? That one that I love, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, thank you, chef. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for for just introducing yourself and your culinary skill to Sullivan County. Sky's the limit. We love you. Um, we'll see you for Valentine's Day. And thank you for everything. Thank you for joining us at Cooking in the Catskills. Uh, thank you for educating me. Um, there'll be a lot more of it. And I'll talk to you soon, man. Awesome. Thanks, Brett. And yeah, I just wanted to say one more time that I know we've been talking about the food, uh, but it goes back to what I was saying earlier that I'm real lucky to have a really good team right now. And I'm in a really good spot because not only is the food excellent, but just the whole experience of that hotel is excellent from the moment you walk in the service at all levels, whether it be from uh, the guest services department or uh, service from the restaurant, everything is top notch over there. And I feel really humbled and, and lucky to be able to work in such a good and uh, such a really good establishment for hospitality. So I think it's worth noting. Totally. You're in with good crew. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brett. I appreciate you having me on the podcast. No, thank you. You are. And you're hundred percent right. You're in with a good crew. And it's from the moment you walk in there, you feel very comfortable. The atmosphere is great. The fireplace. And you're right. Your culinary team is wonderful. They support you and um, you deserve it. You can't do it by yourself. There's no I in team. And you definitely have one of the best culinary teams in Sullivan County. Thanks, Brett. I appreciate it. And, and I make sure they know it, too. I tell them all the time that, like, I can't. It's all of them. They make it happen. They're good dudes. They're good dudes. But you know what? That that the octopus needs a head, and you are the head. And keep running, man. I hope you feel better. Um, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Chef, so much. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night. I want to thank you for tuning in to Cooking in the Catskills with your host Brett August. Eat well and be well. Until next time. <laughs>